0: Hey, now might be the time to get your uh, financial house in order. If you are paying uh, 3% or more on your mortgage, I can't believe I'm saying this, 3% or more on your interest payment for your mortgage, you're paying too much. It's crazy, but... Uh, things are going to be changing and, uh, if, in many, many ways, if you're looking for a mortgage, now is the time to get one, not only because of costs, but it's going to get harder and harder for you to get one, the great reset, but also, because the interest rates will go up. American Financing at 800-906-2440. They can save you a buttload of money, maybe up to $1,000 a month if you roll in your uh, high-interest credit cards as well without resetting your mortgage. Do it now, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, And then we're coming back with the fabulous fabulous radio program. It is another fine, fine day in the United States of America. How do I know? Because another Cuomo brother has lost his job. That's how you could... Hey, they took him out onto the boat and said, come on, let's go fishing. You won't believe why they fired him. They just came in and said, we did some more investigation and we he's gotta go. They wouldn't say what it is, but now the cat is out of the bag. Stu, my good friend <laughs> Stu, who it does not relish the pain of the Cuomo family no. at all. No, the laughing, I that that no that just You're evil crying inside. Crying. You're yes. crying inside. And it's a way that. to hide the pain. Yes, we go there and to the new summer camps in Australia. a COVID update coming up. 60 seconds we begin. You know, there comes a day in a man's life where he has to admit. My wife was right about something. Now, for me, that's um, every day. I have to admit that, um, you know, well, I shouldn't say every day, any day that ends in Y. In my defense, my wife was only half right. Now, what am I talking about? Bilt bars. OK, she told me she told me something that was half right. She said they're protein bars but they're really, really good.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, there's no question there's delicious are. They are absolutely delicious. Uh, but, uh, I wouldn't call them protein bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a lot of protein in them. They're healthy for you. Blah, 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 but they are delicious. That's the thing you need to focus on. They are so good. High in protein and fiber, low in fat and carbs but if you've ever had a protein bar it this is completely different try one of their many flavors they are all so good built.com use the promo code beck15 get 15 percent off your order promo code beck15 15 off right now at built.com so the debate is going on and i love this debate is it a concentration camp is it an internment camp Or is it a summer camp? Now, I don't know about you, but it's hard to confuse at least the first one with the last one.
1: We just know it's a camp.
0: We just know it's a camp. We don't know what type of camp. Could be CYO camp. We don't Mm -hmm. know. Could know. Could be any of these. They're all being used to describe the same thing. Australia has opened multiple facilities for people traveling into Australia to quarantine for 14 days upon arriving in Australia. The official website for the Australian's Northern Territory government says the places are mandatory, supervised, quarantine facilities. And they're popping up all over Australia. Now, we have spent over a week looking into these because... It's either Auschwitz or it's a summer camp. And I didn't want to go on the air half cocked. I wanted to find the truth. So here it is. One of these facilities, the Center for National Resilience in Howard Springs, uh, attracted attention last week because three teenagers were trying to run away from the facility and they were caught by police and brought back to the summer camp. Now, these teenagers hadn't been traveling from overseas because that's what it was supposed to be. You get off a plane, you got to stay there for 14 days and then you can go home. All right. But this has now expanded the mandate instead of just housing uh, repatriates. They're also housing people who catch the virus as well as uh, those who are in close contact with those who have the virus. Okay, this is beginning to sound, uh, I don't know about you, but it doesn't have old people. Well, it might, but I haven't seen the bikini pics yet of the old people there. It sounds a little like what happened with the nursing homes. Hey, you're trapped in the nursing home. Hey, you have coronavirus. Why don't you come to the nursing home? Um, Now, the three teenagers had close contact with somebody who had coronavirus. Not only did the teenagers not have COVID, But even the chief minister of the Northern Territory, Michael Gunner, admitted he knew that they had tested negative the day before they tried to break out. So the Australian police chased down the three teenagers who had tested negative the day before and returned them against their will to the facility. And then the chief minister of the Northern Territory threatened the teenagers that they may have to restart their time in quarantine. He said, absconding from Howard Springs isn't just dangerous, it's incredibly stupid. Oh my gosh, Captain Trips. Because we will catch you, and there will be consequences. Ooh. Now, to make sure this doesn't happen again, they've announced that they will install more cameras in the facility. If the facilities to keep everybody safe from COVID. Then why are the teenagers without COVID being forced to restart their 14 days there? Explanation? Punitive. It seems like the teenagers are not the only ones being punished. Haley Hogston, she is a recent detainee of the Howard Springs facility. She's speaking out about her time there. Here's what she said.
2: It's a horrible feeling. You feel... Like you're in prison. You feel like you've done something wrong. It's inhumane what they're doing. Like you, you are so small. You, they just overpower you and you're literally nothing. It's like you do what we say or you're in trouble. We'll lock you up for longer. Yeah. They were even threatening me that if I was to do this again, we will extend your time in here.
0: All right. She describes in the video, Two undercover investigators that showed up to her house unannounced, asking her if she, quote, knows this person who's her friend and tested positive for covid. They asked her if she had been tested. She said yes, but she was lying. She had just been to a covid camp the month before and didn't want to go back. The investigators left, then called five minutes later and and she told them she lied. They said, stay where you are. Someone will come and test you. But they didn't come to test her Two uniform officers showed up to tell her they were taking her to Howard Springs and she had no choice. Now, she had just gotten out. Now she meets somebody else and she has to go back. Here's what she said.
2: So I just said, look, I don't consent to this. I don't I don't understand why I can't just self isolate at home like a lot of other people are doing. Um, And they just said, we've just been told from higher up where to take you. And that's all that there is.
0: OK, she had to go to the facility, quote, until she tests negative and then she can come home. But when she arrived, a new set of cops told her that she had to stay for 14 days and she tested negative every single day at Howard Springs. You have to wear a mask. And if you leave your little balcony, it's about two meters. That's six and a half feet about. If you leave that little balcony, you're in trouble. She has a medical exemption from having to wear a mask, but she was still reprimanded for stepping off her little balcony, maskless. Here's what happened.
2: What's the go? So this, I'm going to give you a warning, yeah? It's an official warning that you have to stay on the balcony and obey the rules while you get yeah? And that's, we have to go to the rules again. I don't care. So am I allowed to go background. to the laundry? You're allowed to go to the laundry, but you got to wear a mask, yeah? Yeah, right. Yeah. And you definitely can't go up the fence, right? But you like to go to the laundry, yeah? That's always been the case, yeah. Right. So if I was sitting just here, which is right near the fence, why are these guys in a cabin that's right near the fence? It makes no sense, does it? Yeah, but you can't leave your balcony to go to the fence to talk to somebody else. That's obvious, yeah. So if I was Again, at that, that balcony, so, so really no, she's there.
0: saying she's pointing to a balcony that is right up against the fence. She can't go off her balcony and approach the fence, but she could be on her balcony at the fence and that's okay. And she's just pointing out that doesn't make any sense. She says, look, this is making me very, very uh, um, anxious. So here's a crazy part. Listen to what she says.
2: Because I was so distressed and I said, can you just please let me out for a walk or a run? Like I'm in this little box and I can't move. Can I please, you know, I'm anxious, I'm feeling not well, just I need to get out. And they literally said, we've got a doctor calling you and we'll get some Valium prescribed to you that you can call us anytime you like and you can have Valium.
0: Okay, so now they're they're like, hey, welcome to a brave new world. Have some medication. They've lost it in Australia. Now, is this a concentration camp or is this a summer camp? Or is it an internment camp? Well, Tim Pool came under fire for calling these uh, facilities concentration camps, specifically criticizing the fact that 39 Aboriginal people have been recently transported to the facility, citing a video of Aboriginals and their representatives saying they're being chased down with syringes and forced to go to Howard Springs. Here's what Tim Pool said.
3: Now, I referred to this as a concentration camp. Why? Because the word concentration camp doesn't literally mean Nazi death camp. Right. And there is some, uh, um, you know, you're, you're, you, you are trying to evoke an emotion by saying concentration camp. I did not choose those words lightly. I'm literally trying to point out what's happening. The government of Australia has built camps. Mm-hmm. They are putting people in those camps. They are claiming it's for safety. This is step one in the 100-step process towards locking up people, sealing them in, and then letting them die. Will it get to that point? Uh Maybe not. No idea. But when has the government built uh, camps with relocatable cabins for people deemed suspected of having a sickness to be be locked away for a short period of time? When has that turned out well? Uh
0: Okay, so the online Australian magazine Quillette fired back and said those videos are fake known by political opportunists and that the real aboriginal people on the ground i love this line are grateful for what the government is doing like he said when is the last time a government has you know built a camp and it turned out well when's the last time you heard anybody say no the The original people on this land, they loved being rounded up by the government. They wanted that for their own safety. So the debate between the two has gotten really, really ugly. Now, the next thing that comes in this story is Twitter has been flooded with pictures of women in thong bikinis loving their time at Howard Spring Centers for for national uh, resilience. Um, These these pictures of these women in thongs. It does seem like a nice summer camp. But is that what it is, bikinis and free beer, or is it a concentration camp? I'm going to give you the full answer. Uh, And I think it's well, I'll give you the answer here in 60 seconds. First, I want you to think about the price of meat now think about how much dad or your husband or anybody else loves meat i could get a you know when i see scrooged and his dad comes in and throws him a pack of meat and says that's that's rump roast you know what that costs today i think please somebody throw me a package of meat i'd be fine Um, Omaha Steaks is that package of meat. For $99, you're going to get 24 entrees like the world famous bacon wrapped filet mignon. You can cut these with your fork. There is no one that makes steak as tender as Omaha Steaks. They are really, really good. Plus, you'll get chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the promo code Beck, you're also—oh my gosh, have I been around Joe Biden? Listen to my voice. <clears throat> anyway, when you use promo code Beck, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha steak burgers free. You've heard reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package for a meat lover today. OmahaSteaks.com. OmahaSteaks. .com 100% guaranteed. omahastakes.com. Make sure you use the keyword back 10 seconds station ID. All right. All right. Concentration camps. Internment camps. Or summer camps. Okay, it's comfortable authoritarianism with a good PR team. You can't leave, even if you test negative, without being chased down by the police. But there's free Wi-Fi. You can't can't really get an, uh, an attorney to represent you, but there's women in thongs. Most importantly, it's for your own good. Now, the majority of Australians are going along with this. The chief minister made clear after the teenagers tried to escape. I also want to point out the overwhelming compliance that we've had, given several hundred people have been placed into the center of national resilience linked to the clusters from Robinson River, blah, 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 blah. So most people agree. In fact, the large majority of the people, because we've had hundreds of people. Thousands, if not millions, agree putting those hundreds of people away is fine. Again, not a great standard. Compliance in exchange for safety. This is what's on display now in Australia. You're not free, but you're comfortable, maybe even happy. You're comfortable and maybe happy, but you're not free. This is the problem. This is the problem. It is not a concentration camp. It's not. It's not anywhere close. I think it could be more in line with an internment camp. You know, that was for many of the Japanese went happily. They were fine. And it was for their own safety, also for the safety of others. But it was wrong. It was wrong to do. They were happy as soon as they got out of the horse stalls. They were happy. It was fine. There were wonderful pictures taken, not of any of the Japanese and thongs, but we had better standards back then. So can it be wrong and still a great place? Sure. Sure can. In 2030, you're not going to own anything, but you're going to like it. Well, I I say I'm not going to like that because I'm forced to live that way. I want to be free. I would like to have my day in court. I don't, no matter how nice it is. You know, it's the people who say, you know, slavery wasn't all bad. I mean, there were some slaves that were like part of the family. Yeah, except that part of the family wasn't free to go chart their own course. So no matter, how, no matter how great slaves were kept, it was still slavery and bad because you're not free. Same thing here. It's very nice. It's like they're part of the family, except they're not free. Here's the lesson that we need to learn. This is what not to do, America. Since the pandemic began, Australia has been the perfect example of how to seamlessly slide into unbridled authoritarianism. And it's been enough to make anyone with even the faintest desire for freedom want to run to the hills. But they gave up their guns so they have nothing they can do. These are not concentration camps, they're far from it, but they are not harmless either. They are corrosive to the human psyche and undermine freedom from every angle. The warning that this is some kind of authoritarianism is a primer for something as sinister as concentration camps is written off as a slippery slope argument. Well, it may be. We have to ask. What would stop it from getting to the point of a concentration camp? What is the limiting principle here? Where is the line in the sand? At what point do you go, okay, well, that's too far. If this were happening in America, if this were happening to you, what would you do? You should answer that question because three years ago, I wouldn't have imagined Americans would comply with months of lockdown. And they're still doing it. I couldn't have imagined people losing their jobs over a vaccine. I couldn't have imagined being asked to present my papers at a restaurant. I thought our line would be way before those things could happen. I bet Australians did as well. If we don't want to end up asking, is that a concentration camp or a summer camp? Then we should get off the path that we're on right now find your line and hold
1: it so you would agree i think with with what tim said on there's 100 steps to nazi death camps and this is step one of a 100 we're yes. on our you're to, on the why p- take step
0: one though correct <laughs> right. why go down this road and by the way if the if the infection were worse the last place you want to be is a place where the government is gathering everybody. As we learned, you remember in C- C- Katrina, hey, there's safety under the dome, <laughs> right? No, there wasn't. That was
1: the worst place you could be. And you know, like the centralized quarantine idea has been going on. By the way, most of this time in Australia, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it happened. Yeah. It happened in the United States when Ebola came here in Dallas. If you remember, mm-hmm. when when people came back from the from the ship and i think uh, ebola again but i mean at the beginning of covid yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. from the first cruise yes. line we brought those people Correct. back in they had to quarantine sometimes it's centralized it's not american at all it's not an american idea at all you, they might like it in hong well, kong but they no, don't like it here it was
0: an american idea right? yeah. it was it's, it's what i'm glad we yeah. don't have anymore the japanese yeah. the native americans <laughs> i think haven't we apologized for those hmm. we probably should not go down no i'm gonna come out and say it damn it wow yeah i'm gonna say it we shan't be doing that here
1: this is the glenn Beck program
0: well the christmas season is such a great time of the year with friends and family coming over to your home it's also the best time of the year to deck out your house Stop by uh, blinds.com right now. Get the new window treatments with prices cut up to 35% site wide blinds.com can make your dream home a reality and updating your uh, your windows and the treatments may seem like a small home improvement, but it can have a huge impact and blinds.com makes it both easy and affordable upgrade one room or your whole house. Huge savings right now on premium blinds, stylish shades, interior shutters, and a whole lot more. Never any misleading quotes or hidden fees, and that's why blinds.com is number one—the number one retailer of custom window coverings in the world. They have over 40,000 five-star reviews. Go to blinds.com, save up to 35% off right now, everything site wide blinds.com 35 percent off blinds.com
1: Rules and restrictions may apply no better Christmas present than a blaze TV subscription go to blazetv.com slash Glen to save 25 bucks the code is Glen 25
0: hello and welcome to the program. Let's go to Germany, the happiest place on earth, shall we? To exclude the unvaccinated people from much of public life, the German people are facing now a soaring fourth wave of the Corona pandemic. And to blunt the worrisome new Omicron variant, they have announced tough new restrictions. The new rules, which stopped short of enforcing a complete lockdown on the unvaccinated, followed an agreement hammered out between Chancellor Angela Merkel and uh, her successor Olaf Scholz. Under the new rules, those wishing to go to bars and restaurants or shop anywhere in stores other than those carrying uh, basic necessities like pharmacies or grocery stores, You'll have to pre- you will have to present proof of vaccination or documentation of recovery from a recent coronavirus infection. Some of those restrictions have been in effect already in some states, but now it's nationwide.
4: With the new rules
0: and a promise by Mr. Schultz that he would push a law making vaccinations mandatory. Germany is following the path of Austria and Australia. Recently, um, they mandated that all adults be inoculated by February. It comes as both countries contend with strident anti-vaccination sentiment in their populations that have kept the vaccination rates low. You can see from the decisions that we have understood that the situation is very, very serious, says the chancellor at a news conference last week. I'm glad that in this difficult situation we're working shoulder to shoulder and that party politics is taking a back seat and the health of the citizens is the focus of the common endeavor. And I think when the German politicians all march in lockstep, we can all truly celebrate there. Um, I don't know, you know, Austria, Germany, you'd think the idea of papers, please, would be not such a good thing. You know what I mean? You might look at that and go, hmm. I seem to remember sometime in our recent history, we had papers and then people that were deemed dangerous. And so we wouldn't let them
1: shop anywhere. You want to be pretty careful on that road if you happen to be in that particular nation. (laughs) you know you just think that would be think you might you might one thing that that does stand out to me as you watch all this stuff go uh, happen around the globe talked about australia and germany and there's plenty of other places right now is how much of an outlier we are like as a country like you know i don't want to say we're special in any way because that would be <laughs> that would be wrong that would be we wrong. are special in our evilness. in our evilness maybe that's yeah. it yeah, maybe yeah, yeah that's yeah. it because yeah. you realize that like most of these countries just go along with all this stuff and yes we hear from people like the, the woman that we played in this in this uh, particular camp mm-hmm. in australia and there's there are people having there are mass protests in a lot of these countries but like at, you look at the polling in these countries on these topics i mean when japan was holding the olympics they were it was overwhelmingly unpopular to hold them japan was like no we don't want these people here coming in from other countries it wasn't like it would be here where we're like let's all get in full stadiums right now because J- japan has like 40 people living in it it's not even true oh, yeah, a lot is. of people but well,
0: it's, it's, it's they're all living in so a you shoe box. With this Point? they're all living in a shoebox. you disagree with this point they, they, we're an outlier i don't think no we are. i think we are an outlier yeah i think I mean, we're an outlier but we're not
1: that far apart i mean i think we are i, I you know you
0: think a year ago we would have been thrilled to have the olympics here
1: a year ago i mean would there would have been more more pushback yeah you're right but i mean yeah. uh but again you know i think that there is you know we talk about like places like you know sweden right and sweden and and how they handled things differently and i completely agree with the way they handled it from a personal liberty perspective that's right? where we should have been right exactly especially the united states should have yes. been like okay like look yeah. we here's our recommendations but you know you, you this is america you do what you do and that's kind of what sweden did what's interesting about the swedish people though is they listen right like they the government says like hey stay away from each other and stay inside and they're like all right <laughs> That's kind of how it went. Right. Like, I mean, like, yes, they didn't put on a lot of the restrictions we had here, but they listened, generally speaking, to their government's recommendations. Can I tell you something? We don't. We would have maybe if they wouldn't have been so creepy. Yeah. Okay? They were just creepy <laughs> about it. Yeah. It's like, always creepy. Instance. I mean, this could be the best well-meaning policy in the world, which, of course, I don't agree that it is. Yeah. But if it did, talking about it like this, there's no way an American takes that. ...as anything other than creepy. Correct. I don't know that that's the case around the world. I think there, there are a lot of people in different cultures who just Germany should alone. not
0: be one of those. Totally true. Germany should
1: not be one not of those. I'm not arguing that we should be more like Germany. I'm no, arguing no, everyone know else that. should no, be like us. No,
0: no, I know that. Yeah. But, you know, the problem here is, is the government. I don't think we would have... I bet you we would be at 90 to 95% vaccinated. Probably at least 90 Right now, if the government wouldn't have said, you will take this and you'll ask no questions. <laughs> okay, wait, what? That's the problem. Did you see the latest thing from the American Heart Association? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they published this thing that says, hey, there's a real problem with, uh, with, with the vaccine and, and you know heart disease. Now, they're not saying everybody who takes it's going to have heart disease. It's just one of the, one of the problems. Okay. One of the side effects might be heart disease. Okay, seems rational. They immediately pulled that and said, that's a mistake, that's a mistake. We didn't mean to say that. What are, what are you talking about? We didn't need to say that. What? I've seen, I've seen prescription medicine commercials. Right. It's like 10 <laughs> seconds of, hey, you've got a problem with your wiener, take this. And 55 seconds of, yeah, but it could cause all of these problems. You could turn into a vampire. I mean, they tell you all the craziest things that could happen. <laughs> and on this
1: one, nothing. Yeah. VC,
0: nothing. Just silly.
1: I it's mean, just ridiculous. be honest with people and let Correct. them assess their own risk. Everyone that's ha- the problem. Right. And the risk profile is different for someone who's 65 years old and has cancer than it's, someone who's 22 years old and in good health. This Omicron thing, mm-hmm. that
0: th- this is a prime example of it. Who would have seen this coming? A new study comes out uh, over the weekend and says, well, looks like it's uh, spread much easier, but a lot less deadly. Now, who would have thought that except the people who discovered it? <laughs> Okay, but every, <laughs> everybody in government went, Omicron, it's a transformer and it's going to kill all of us. No, I've never seen anything like that. We don't have any of the data and let's close everything. Why? The people who discovered it said it really just causes body aches. Instead of celebrating it, we demonized it. That's a good thing. That one will kill all of the others. Because if everybody Possibly, gets... yeah, yeah. If if it, every The idea is yeah. that the the weakest one that travels from person to person the fastest will become the dominant variant. Mm-hmm. And That's already, a good thing.
1: Already dominant in South Africa. Yeah, it's 15
0: states that. here. Yeah. We have it's it already in 15 states. Yeah. not
1: dominant in 15 no, states. No, no, no. I know. We have it in 15 states. Yeah. But the fact that it is dominant already in South Africa indicates that... Yeah, it is pretty darn contagious, and you know, look, that doesn't mean you don't you don't look at the information and make sure you're judging it appropriately. Right? Judging Nobody wants it, it to be worse. Appropriately, right? It's like but these travel restrictions. No, I, they're not going to work. By the time you find this, no. it's everywhere in the world. No, so, I mean, like, I you know, I don't know. President Trump kind of famously. Uh, limited travel from china at the beginning because mm-hmm. at that point they were
0: welding people into yeah. their houses yeah we had no idea what we were
1: dealing with yeah look i am not all that critical of a couple week travel delay to south Correct. africa and uh-huh. when you have a new thing pop up Correct. like this. that's not the type of restriction Racist. i think is crazy uh, no, I don't think it's going to do much. It might delay it a so week, don't do anything. Uh, but it is, it is sure. It's something you can look at And You don't necessarily want to import new strains of the virus before you know anything about it. Okay. If you can delay a little bit, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a terrible policy. Um, but, I, you know, restrict, it's completely insane to be putting on, like, the restrictions they're putting on a state of emergency in New York when they had no cases. Correct. That's, uh, no cases. Completely no nuts. Cases. It should not be affecting anyone's Correct. life here in the United States right now. So try this on for size.
0: Oregon is now considering indefinite mask mandates that the wearing of the mask, <laughs> that mandate, will never go away it's like a fetish at this point
1: it, it is it's like a weird fetish it thing is. that some of these states have and some of these particularly on the people on the left have with the mask it's it's no longer i mean let like, we can be honest about this i think at this point uh th- then no longer maybe there was a time in which they thought this was a situation where uh, this was going to affect the way the, the virus is going to spread none of them believe this at this point a mask mandate obviously isn't doing anything you know you can make an argument in a lab setting with certain especially high quality masks uh that people if people use it at 100% and everyone's really diligent about it maybe it makes a difference there's one study that happened in in Bangladesh and they and they found surgical masks worn widely reduced transmission by 11%. Now 11% is not nothing mm-hmm. but is it something is, is it this insane cultural point to beat up your political opponents over it is leading obviously not it
0: is leading to mental illness i have a friend who was in in california in san francisco last week and he said i can't take a picture because they're all staring at me but i'm at this gathering and there are people seriously wearing gas masks (laughs) And he's like, this is crazy. This is out of here. And I think there I think it is leading to a mental illness. I agree. You come down to Texas. I mean, we just had our Mercury party. I don't think anybody wore a mask. I don't think a single soul wore a mask. Maybe one was no matter where you are. But it might have been if there was one. I think it's one of the employees that, you know, is susceptible to uh, to disease because of, you know, different medications, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think there was anybody wearing a mask that I saw. And it's normal here. It's we've gone back to normal or as relatively normal as you can get. And you go up, you go up north, you go into California and they're crazy. They're crazy. If you are in California, you don't have to live that way. You
1: really don't (laughs) escape. Escape. Yeah. It's crazy what they're doing. I will say, though, too, I think there's the pushback in those states is significant as well. And, like, I, you know, I've visited some of the blue states uh, over the past six months. And while, yes, you get more mask usage, there are more restrictions. You know, I w- was in indoor bars in Lori Lightfoot's Chicago with no ventilation and no one was wearing masks. I mean, this is in Chicago. Like, they, you. The, the government very well might want to put on indefinite mask mandates for control. But the people are saying no. And again, I, I put well, back a, to us being special. I don't know that that's happening correct. all over the world. But right here, we're saying, even people in Democratic areas are saying, nah, we're not doing this anymore. I
0: will tell you that I, uh, and I want to talk about this later on in this program. You just have to remind me, Stu. I am more optimistic now about us surviving than I have been in probably 15 years. Um, uh, there is a change in America. There is a real change, but you can't allow them to make it, you know, illegal to be without a mask. Right. No, of course. Because then you're a criminal. They've already done this. You're
1: a criminal on a whole bunch of things every single day. If they want to get you. Yeah. My argument is not not to push back because it doesn't matter. My argument is keep pushing back because it works. Absolutely. It's working. Yeah. Back in just a second. Daniel wrote in about rough
0: greens. Finnegan is his 12 year old husky lab who used to sleep most of the day, said so we had to spike his uh, food with cheese and ham, and then he wouldn't eat most of his food, sometimes for days. I was skeptical about ordering rough greens, but I gave it a try. A month or so in, Finnegan is incredibly active, and he runs and he plays with other dogs. He chases rabbits and squirrels again. He actually asked to be fed every afternoon at four. Now, that is something I want to see. Excuse me, it's uh, four o'clock. Could I have a bowl of food, please? I wish I would discovered this product years ago. Daniel, thanks for writing in. It is incredible, especially if you have a finicky dog that just won't eat. It's incredible to see the difference Rough Greens makes. Get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. All you pay for is shipping. It's Rough Greens, ruff com slash Glenn. Rough com slash, I'm sorry, slash Beck. Or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Um. So, uh, I, I mean, as if this is your first day uh, with the Glenn Beck Program, I mispronounced um, um, Omicron. S- omicron. It's not omnicrom Omicron. <laughs> I can't say it
1: any either. No. Way. No one can say it and no one knows how to say it. I think Omicron and Omicron are both acceptable. Omicron is how they announced it when they announced the variant name. How, so that's what I've been going with. How about how about Omnicorn? That's definitely not Omnicorn. It's not. No, a hundred percent. I heard no. that from Fauci. You di- you did hear that from Fauci, yeah. and you also may have heard Omnicron from Biden. It's never Omnicron. No, it's- from Biden I heard hello that's kind of what i heard too but the, <laughs> but we have the actual video of oh this. we do yeah all, all right now good. you tell me none of these you're looking for omicron or omicron do you hear that in any of these examples
5: omnicron
0: omnicron omnicron omnicorn
5: omnicorn
1: <laughs> i think it's omnicorn from Fauci. i think it is i'm gonna start calling it omnicorn can we hear it one more time he's the expert he's science hmm. This is, by the way, these are separate, separate clips from Biden. Yeah. So this is not us repeating Biden. He did it Omnicon, Omnicron three different times in the press conference. Here it is.
5: Omnicron.
0: Omnicron.
1: Omnicron. Omnicron. Omnicorn. Omnicorn. <laughs> it's the Omnicorn variant.
0: Are you arguing with science itself? <laughs> I, I am. I'm calling it yes. Omnicorn from here on out. The Omnicorn because variant. I will not...
1: Be accused of arguing with science. That's true. If you call it Omicron, you are arguing with science because Fauci is science. Yes. So Omnicorn it is on this Um, program. (laughs) Omnicorn from here on out.
0: I want to talk to you a little bit about Echelon. Uh, I know my New Year's resolution last year was to get into shape, but this time I mean it. I remember that resolution. This time I mean it. Mm Um, we actually both Tanya and I are. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be in a bikini by this time next year. Glenn, no, you wait, can that's get in shape. Goal. Okay. Yeah. I was okay. Say, yeah. You All don't right. need to wear a bikini yeah, even to anyway. get into shape. <laughs> just so you're aware. Anyway, uh, Echelon is an affordable way to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and instructors' motivation right in the comfort of your own home. You can buy a different bike or a different instrument, but I'm gotta. I gotta tell you, you'll pay way too much. Right now for a limited time, you can get the fitness equipment that you want, Echelon, at the price that is amazing. You can get up to $800 off the sticker price. To get the exclusive discount, text BECK to 818181. Text BECK to 818181 to get up to $800 off the sticker price. Text BECK, 818181. These make for absolutely, incredible christmas gifts if you know somebody that really wants to uh, stay in shape and wants one of those really expensive bikes don't pay all of that money get the same thing uh at an incredible price echelon the uh, program. Uh, Joe Biden came out uh, last week on the supply chain and said
5: Santa Claus
0: Well, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the supply chain and the price of gasoline in 60 seconds. You know, there is the price of gas, and then also there's the price of keeping your car on the road. Uh, you put on miles on your car, and it wears it down over over time. The weather comes in and hits you really hard. This is the worst time for car repairs right now. You, your car has a hard time adjusting uh, to uh, the weather, and that changeover is really, really difficult on cars. If you don't have a warranty and something goes wrong, cheese God forbid it's a chip. If you don't have a warranty, how long? Just think of this. How long is it going to be that your car is in the shop waiting for that part? Imagine just what it's going to cost you in the car rental alone, let alone the actual fix. CarShield is the best defense against costly repairs. that could put a deep freeze on your plans and your finances big time. CarShield.com slash beck. CarShield.com slash beck. Save 10%. CarShield.com slash Beck. Deductible may apply.
5: Hang on. I need the I need the music for the president of the I have a grandkid or some odd little kid sitting on my.
0: <laughs> Biden came out uh, last week. OK enough. Biden came out last week and talked about um, the uh, supply chain and said it's not going to be a problem. Well, let me just tell you, the Food and Drug Administration is now warning that the supply chain bottleneck is threatening the availability of over a hundred pharmaceutical products, according to the website. The agency has asked manufacturers to evaluate their entire supply chain, including active pharmaceutical ingredients, finished dosed forms and any components. And yeah, they're saying that there might be some shortage on, of heart medications, antibiotics and cancer drugs. But other than that, Santa Claus is coming to town. This is this is what Biden said.
5: If you've watched the news recently, you might think the shelves in all our stores are empty and parents won't be able to get presents for their children on the holidays. But here's the deal. No joke. For the vast majority of the country, that's not happening. Seriously. Because of the actions of the administration that we've taken in partnership with business and labor retailers and grocery stores and (laughs) Now I can't promise everybody's going to get the gift they want on time. Only Santa Claus can keep that promise. I also can't promise you that you can get your cancer treatments or your, uh, you know, or your your blood pressure medicine or
0: heart medicine, because um, well, it's not happening. Okay, um, I think maybe we should start taking things seriously. Has this government done anything to protect? our critical infrastructure. The first thing we should have done after COVID was, hey, we're going to make sure that medicine is available here, that we actually make some critical ingredients for medicines. We didn't do it. Now, instead, we made sure that we have critical infrastructure in case there's ever a war. We have a strategic oil reserve. Except let's open it up for gasoline because... Well, we shut down all the pipelines and gas is getting really, really pricey. So let's open up the strategic oil reserves and make the price go down 1.8 cents, not two cents, 1.8. When are we going to replace that in our strategic oil reserves? I want to talk to I want to talk to Tim Stewart. He is the president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association. Hi, Tim. How are you?
4: Glenn, good morning. Feels like nineteen seventy-three all over again. Doesn't, doesn't it? it? It's,
0: it's crazy. crazy. So, for, hang on. Full disclosure: uh, Tim is the brother of uh, the guy who runs my ranch. Listen to this. You want to talk about a family? The guy who runs my ranch, who also happens to be—he was a full bird, bird colonel, was he not in the Air Force? He was. Yeah. 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 Uh, your brother, your other brother, is a federal judge. And your other brother, your other brother is a congressman. But other than this lazy family stuff, what do you have to show for it?
4: This is what you probably ought to meet. You Go probably ahead. ought to meet my sisters, actually, because my sisters are far more impressive than the, 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 than the deadbeat brothers that are in the family. <laughs> I got like, I'm, I'm, I'm the weak link in all of this. I'm yeah. the weak link in all of this. So I understand.
0: Right. I know you're only the president of U.S. Oil and Gas Association. So <laughs> so tell me um, what is happening and what what's true uh, on the oil and gas situation? What are we really expecting <laughs>
4: Well, sure, but first, you know, you start out talking supply chain. There's 6,000 items that are made from petroleum products. Yep. You know, that's everything from toolboxes and petroleum jelly to football cleats and everything else. And you can't address the supply chain constraints without addressing the ingredients and the base materials that go into building out the supply chain, the supplies for the chain. And the administration, I think, is, uh, you know, when I say we're going back to 1973, it really is. I've been telling people, like, you call it feckless, you call it reckless, but it sure is an energy policy. Glenn, what you have is, uh, I, th- I think you have a, a situation where people, energy policy is being dictated by people who haven't driven themselves to work for years. Mm-hmm. This is the classic administration, you know, Wall Street, white shoe, DC law firm revolving door where people who have been picked up in black sedans for years are now being driven to their offices to make energy policy for the rest of us. It's really, really frustrating for those of us schleps who actually have to fill up twice a week. So can we go
0: back to where you started? Before we go to gas, let's go back. The The products that are made from petroleum. Um, you know, I used to be a good friend before he passed away of John Huntsman, and I went to his office, and in his lobby, he had this, like, miniature house that was cut in half and it showed everything that petroleum was involved in. And I mean, it's everything. It's everything. Right. How does how does the the uh, the world live without a healthy supply of petroleum?
4: Well, it's you know, it's not just gasoline. And that that I think is where the administration really uh, misses the mark is is they think, well, we can drop two cents from actions that we did or didn't take, and boy, look how great we are. But the reality is is anybody who is waiting for anything to be made or is trying to make anything relies solely on this base material of which we have in absolute abundance across the world, and particularly in the U.S., and yet, for whatever reason, this is sort of that, that ideological approach that if it is something that may or may not contribute to a carbon footprint, then it's bad. And that's the whole problem, I think, is is you have this administration, you have this confluence of events where the administration arrives at the same time as demand is starting to increase after COVID, and that administration starts to make bad decisions on day one, and literally every week they make bad decisions with regards to how do we ensure a basic supply of the basic materials we need?
0: Well, now we're now we're talking, I mean, they just did, and talking about opening it up a second time, the strategic oil reserve, which I'm not for yeah. when a Republican president does it. That is for strategic purposes. And, right. uh, you know, maybe that's to keep the gas price down if you know it's going to come back down. But with this administration, if they continue to follow what they're doing, gas prices or oil prices will not come down they'll get higher and higher as they squeeze even tighter and tighter on these companies am i right you're,
4: you're you know you're exactly right and if i could just for a second you know the, the administration opened up the strategic petroleum reserve in in response to being told no by opec you know they went to opec and begged please increase production well no, we're going to keep it at what we had planned they told them and so the administration came back and said well we need to show we need to do something. So let uh, see, what do we do? Let's dust off the old Marxist playbook that was used by Venezuela. Let's one, accuse industry of being a cartel or colluding for, for higher prices. And two, we'll, we'll drop more out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Some perspective, 50 million barrels sounds like a big number. Reality is, Glenn, that represents one-half of one day of global energy consumption. It's less than two-and-a-half days of U.S. consumption. But the White House wanted to say, look, we're releasing 50 million barrels because it sounds like a big number, but compared to global crude consumption, it's it's a rounding error. It's tiny. And the markets laughed it off. You know, within six hours, the price of crude had actually increased. So, So it was... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm baffled myself. I, I say. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I, I, I mean, it is, it is so obvious. Does, do you think anybody believes that this administration is doing anything other than crippling the oil, oil industry? I mean, do you have any research well, you, or anything that shows perception from people?
4: Well, see, that, and that's a great question. You know, we, we sit and we scratch our heads. We, we, we say, are they doing this on purpose or are they doing this because they don't understand? And if they do it because they don't understand, then they're feckless. If they're doing it on purpose, then they're reckless, and that takes me back to my my first point. You know, um, this series of bad decisions, and and literally, it's almost week by week. The reality is, is is uh, you know, like I didn't buy a President. If I had a poker night, I didn't buy a President Biden to poker night because he is the worst poker player I've ever seen. <laughs> he sends mix. He sends mixed messages all the time. And every single day that goes to the markets, and that's why the markets are, are fluctuating because they can't figure out exactly where the administration is going. Well, wait, what, what is the mixed message here on oil and gas? Great, you know, great question. Okay, so on one hand, they say, well, you know, we're going to do everything we can to, to help consumers, and then literally the next day they will take an action that will constrain industry's ability to produce. The biggest, the biggest subtle signal Glenn goes to Wall Street con- continuously. Uh, they will, u- they're using financial rules. They're using the SEC, the Office of Comptroller Currency. They're using the FTC and others to send subtle messages to Wall Street to say, our policy says that you should not, you should not invest in fossil fuel Correct. projects. And so, it's really easy to send a bank examiner in to uh, a mid-sized bank and say, let me look at your portfolio. Uh, I see that you've got maybe three percent of your portfolio is investing in, in uh, uh fossil fuels. So what do you have you factored in the climate risk to that? And the the bank manager says, Well, maybe not. And so he walks out and says, Let's just unload this. And what's happening is you're seeing a squeeze of liquidity, particularly for the smaller players on Wall Street, where they can't get their Capital expenditure budgets funded for the next couple of years because of the uncertainty the administration sends and its and its messages every day.
0: Well, they they said the the administration or who was it? Stu was it? Kerry came out and said the especially the small producers we will put them out of business. Yeah, I mean yeah. that. <laughs> how yeah, how so, how how much of our of our daily life is affected by the small producers? By the
4: it's about the same amount that is affected by a small farmer. To be honest with you, agriculture and and oil and gas industry are very closely aligned in how they're how they structure. You have a few large large players in the ag industry, but it's the thousands and thousands of small farmers who actually make up the volume. And same with oil and gas, you have a few players that everybody identifies as big oil and beats them up, but the reality is there's thousands of smaller companies who create who create tremendous volume. Uh, and add to the portfolio day by day. And it's those guys that are getting hit hardest when they can't get their, their budgets uh, uh, approved by their lenders because Wall Street is, is telling them don't do it because the administration is telling Wall Street not to do it.
0: So I've been, I've been begging the audience to get their money out of these big lenders because of this and other things like it. They are fully in bed with the Great Reset and ESG standards, which will yeah. strangle all of us to death. Um, and, uh, and so I've been urging people, please tell them and then move your money to a local bank. Um, tell them why why you are taking your money out because of the ESG standards, you want nothing to do with it. It's not going to fix the problem, but it will certainly buy time and send a message hopefully to the market, the banking market. What else can we do?
4: Well, you know, keep using the product for sure. <laughs> well, I don't think I have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, and and look, I, I I've been doing this a long time. I tell people it's a fool's errand to bet against this industry. Uh, it, it is cyclical in nature, and the reality is is that we produce exactly what people need, and we'll keep doing that regardless of who is who is dictating policy right now. There is a problem, though, Glenn, that, that nobody talks about the White House. The White House avoids at all, at all costs. And that is this issue of energy poverty. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. easy for me to say to people use our product, but when the reality is, look, we're industries cognizant of of this fluctuating price mark and how hard it is for people and energy poverty is something very, very real. You know, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, there's a Gallup poll that came out last week that said 45% of Americans are reporting financial hardship yep. triggered by increased prices. Yep. Seven in 10 lower American households are experiencing real hardship and that's pushing millions of people back into what we're we're calling energy poverty it's the because you make rational decisions do I drive the 40 miles to the doctor do I do it on Tuesday or do I do it on Friday because I don't know if I can afford the fill up for the rest of the week Mm -hmm. that's really concerning to us you know and uh, I'm um,
0: really I'm really concerned very really very concerned Tim about this winter I mean, there are a lot of people that, you know, use oil and gas for their furnace that are going to have to not, not just say, do I go to the doctor, but do I turn the heat up? Um, exactly. and that's, I mean, we are, we're, I don't think no one in the media and certainly no one in the administration is addressing this issue and they're pretending that it's not going to exist, but it is, it's already right. here
4: right and so you know if people say well what would you tell the administration to do glenn i say i would say if, if i were to tell the president I'd say look whatever you're going to do don't do it in fact <laughs> i need you to stop trying to help anymore the biggest help you would do would be is to go back and undo what you've done since january and when i said you know i'm earlier he's a he's a lousy poker player all he would have to do to send a signal to the saudis and the russians uh, if he were to stand up and say instead of I'm going to release money or release oil out of the petroleum reserve or something else. If you were to stand up and say, I'm going to sign an executive order that removes all unnecessary regulatory impediments to industry and get us back to where we were two years ago, that would send an incredibly powerful uh, market signal. And I, I guarantee you that prices would drop rapidly over the next few weeks and those americans would be able to afford it talking
0: to tim uh, tim stewart uh, president of u.s. Uh, oil and gas association um, let me take a one minute break here and tim i'll come back i've just got a couple of questions American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We continue to face so many unknowns, so many market changes, so much inflation. It has never been more important to protect your family and your finances, which is why I want you to pick up the phone today and give American Financing a call. Let them look at your home loan, because whether you have a 30-year, 15-year, or even a jumbo loan... It doesn't matter you'll still get free, no obligation mortgage review in which you'll learn about ways that your homes can your home can work for you. They've been helping people just like you for 20 years. Give American financing a call right now and save money eight hundred nine zero six twenty four forty eight hundred nine zero six twenty four forty 906 dot net 10 seconds station ID. tim a couple of quick questions for you when barack obama uh stopped the drilling uh the deep sea drilling uh in the uh, gulf of mexico i remember uh talking to oil experts and they said those things are on long-term lease you get rid of them it's going to be a long time before they're able even to come back and you just don't build a new one quickly can we Correct. reverse this? Is there going to be damage done in the next three years that is irreversible?
4: Well, so give, give it to, some perspective, when Obama took uh, office, uh, the the federal oil and natural gas production was about 24 percent or sorry, about 36 percent. Uh, when he left, it had dropped uh, down to about uh, 24%, and natural gas had dropped to 13%. Jeez. And a lot of that is reflecting on not just the offshore, but also his onshore constraints. And uh, essentially, they devalued the federal oil and gas assets, yeah. where it is almost worth nothing. The industry is very, very reticent to try and pursue any federal onshore leases in particular. Uh, it's just not worth the regulatory risk, right. and locking up the capital for 16, 17 years.
0: Um one last uh one last thing. Do you have any idea of what you think I think gas is going to be? I mean, it just hit $5 a gallon in California this weekend. Any idea what we could be facing in the next few months?
4: Well, you know, a lot of that is so there's so many unknowns. I mean, would that COVID variant it had caused a much greater uh drop in in crude prices than anything Biden did? Uh but we imagine we're seeing production inventory start to stabilize. Um, from industry's perspective, we don't like oil that's in the $80 a barrel. It's too, yeah, it's too uh, difficult for us. And so we're doing everything we can to, to get production up to where it needs to be, despite the federal uh, intervention yeah. that's there to keep us from doing that. We're hopeful we get down to Americans can you get back to work and, and do what they need to do.
0: Tim Stewart, president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association. Uh, thank you for being on with us. God bless you. it hey, was great. You bet. Thanks, man. Talk to you later. Back in uh, just a second with more. Oh, we stop at the Cuomo household. Oh, now two brothers unemployed. Mm. Stu has that report when we come back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Standing up for what you really believe in uh, can be hard. And sometimes you don't know how to do it and you feel like, you know, I don't, I, I don't have any juice. Well, you do. I've been talking to you about the banks. Get your money out of these large banks. If we all, if just this audience did this, you would send an earthquake of a message to the giant banks. Now, another way to do it, Patriot Mobile if just this audience switched right now to patriot mobile an earthquake to verizon and all the big mobile companies this is how they have won by doing that against people like us in 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 conservative media they destroy us well now you have the ability to play on a level playing field because you have something that is just as good and will save you money from the big guys. It's patriotmobile.com slash back. Call them now, 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or patriotmobile.com slash back. Take action today, patriotmobile.com
1: slash back. Christmas gifts for people who love America. Shop.BlazeMedia.com. You can save 20% right now by using the code GLEN20. It's shop.BlazeMedia.com.
0: This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, (laughs) Stu and I were just talking off air about the metaverse. And believe it or not, the metaverse is coming, and we're going to be talking about it uh, beginning next year. Uh, But you ready for this? Land prices, (laughs) land prices in the metaverse, they're now going for as high as $6 million for a piece of land
5: that doesn't exist.
0: And I'm trying to get my arms around this uh, and find a way to explain it um, because it is going to be a factor and it's going to happen much faster than anybody thinks. Uh, And you need to be prepared to to understand it, because if you're not going into the inner um, the metaverse, I guarantee your children will and it will become one of those. It will become something as as essential and i say that with air quotes as essential as a smartphone now yeah because i don't like this version
1: of the metaverse yeah which is where we just stare at our phones and and, and don't live talk to world. each other yeah right i don't even this like that is, let alone yeah. what this could be well let's go back to the real
0: universe mm. the, the actual one where there are yet some consequences um Chris Cuomo, the Fredo of the family, was put into the little boat and taken fishing by CNN this weekend. That's nice. Yeah. Nice little trip out to the water. Yeah, you should see the Godfather. Anyway, um, (laughs) so Fredo is out on the boat. And um, when they come, when, you know, the guy who took him fishing comes back and goes, I don't know what happened. He was uh, lost at sea along with my shotgun. Anyway, um, they don't say what Fredo
1: did. To finally get him fired. This is a really interesting part of the story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, we all know what Cuomo has done that should have gotten him fired. Correct. You know, everything from helping his brother to completely failing as a host uh, to lying to the network to lying to his own Audience to previous sexual harassment allegations that were confirmed, basically by Chris Cuomo himself. Right, all of those things did not rise to the level for uh, nope for CNN to do anything. Now, eventually, they did suspend him, and they suspended him based on I think a couple of things. One, there were uh, there was some additional information that came out from the state of New York, and we covered this a little bit last week. Probably the worst part of this was he was actually targeting one of the women and calling sources to get information on one of the women. But that still wasn't bad enough for CNN. Right. Then he also was outed as lying not only to the audience, but but to the network itself. So it's one thing to actually break every journalistic piece mm-hmm. of ethics that's ever happened in the history of mankind, mm-hmm. where even their own, Jake Tapper himself came out and said, no journalist could possibly think this was okay. This is back in May, and he mm-hmm. still didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So he crosses this line where now he's not only lying to the audience and, you know, ruining journalism, but he's also now embarrassed his employers so and that's hard. Uh,
0: Brian Stelter uh, came out and said on Saturday uh, that Cuomo had quote caused so many headaches and many staff members at CNN were very unhappy at their decision this is fascinating because
1: number one stelter said earlier he'll be back in he'll january. Be back in january he was the one person who was really kind of on the optimistic cuomo train here mm-hmm. that he might actually be back there's a lot of reporting that he was done with zucker because have, of the embarrassment he might have had a crush on him maybe he was thinking maybe somebody will grab my butt i i don't know some yeah. people like different things yeah. we do have the <laughs> stelter uh, quote by the way it's, it's a this is clip uh, five uh listen to this
3: this is about a confluence of factors mm. Mm-hmm. about a series of headaches that seemed like they were never going to end. I said on the air last night when the news broke, this seems like a case of death by a thousand cuts. And my reporting sense backs that assessment
1: up. This was about not any single headache, but many headaches no. that continued to pile up. A hundred thousand in the demo. will do that to you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah uh, but- he, was, he was dying. The ratings raised. were dying and anderson cooper came in and they went up which yeah. is not a huge surprise i suppose but i, I think one of the uh, issues here um which is bizarre is that the the last cut of the thousand cuts appears to be a brand new sexual harassment allegation against chris cuomo mm. uh, that apparently has popped up over just the past few days And when it was reported to CNN, they said, okay, we just got to get this over with. We got to just, we got to pull the plug on this. This is, this is a disaster. Now they don't want to go through another investigation on this, which is what they'd probably have to do. It comes through a prominent lawyer. Uh, We don't know any of the details really yet. Although the two things that we know is that um, she's remaining anonymous and that it seemingly was pre-2013 so it's an older allegation uh not a brand new one well how old were you when you were in 2013. 2013 it seems you like were, ancient right. history yeah it do- it actually does. i will say it does feel like ancient history for other reasons it does. but yeah, not it does. for an allegation like this so
0: this this is coming from the woman who is representing the health policy advisor in cuomo's administration mm-hmm. so that that lawyer was approached by this new person that said I can't take it anymore. Yes. I'm watching him on TV saying these things. This is just like last week or the week before. And I cannot take it anymore. And went in and filed. And she's like, look, I just, I don't want do attention. I don't Mm -hmm. want anything. I just can't take his constant lies and his
1: imaging of himself as a saint. It's interesting that that has been a common trigger for these allegations. You know, it's one thing to go up there to, to apparently just sexually harass people, but it's later on you kind of have that uh, instance where the host is saying something on television and you know the 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 victim, the alleged victim is sitting at home and hearing, wait a minute, this is the same thing we've heard with Don Lemon, right? Don Lemon ha- had this incident I mean, reportedly mm-hmm. with or you know, allegedly with this guy at a bar i don't think it's a legend I, I i mean there's all kinds of people that were there he's denying that it so pack it up uh, there but yes <laughs> okay. but there are there are there does seem to be a significant amount of evidence that at least the event occurred i mean yes. some of this other allegations on the side of that it's hard to know but at least that the event occurred in some form yes. anyway Uh, It wasn't until he went on the air and said, you know, correct. All these things about how allegations need to be taken seriously. And I've always stood up for women in these situations. It wasn't until that, that the accuser came forward. Same thing here. We've seen this multiple times now where Andrew Cuomo himself, uh, the same thing happened to him where he uh, initially said to the first accusers, basically, I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? And took this high minded stance. And that, that, Uh, Inspired his other victims, uh, allegedly, to come forward and say, okay, I wasn't going to say anything, but now that you're doing this, I have to. Which is (laughs) amazing and, and, and is so utterly predictable when you know the Cuomo's characters. I mean, I'm at the point, Glenn, I'm not going to have anybody to talk about anymore. They're all getting fired. <laughs> I, it can, is a
0: 100% can, unemployment rate, <laughs> as the Babylon B said. Yeah. In, the, in the Cuomo household, <laughs> it's worse. It's 100%
1: unemployment. It is. It's sad. I mean, I, I feel like I. what am I going to do? I've based my household <laughs> budget on Andrew Cuomo and Chris Cuomo merchandise. I have to reform <laughs> my entire household budget. No, no, Kids no, aren't no, going no. to private school anymore sorry kids
0: <laughs> now they're collectibles oh now yes. they're
1: collectibles now they're collectibles by yeah. the way available at andrew cuomo is awful.com or chris cuomo <laughs> is worse.com but you're right like it, it is at that point where it's it's so uh, over the top and you know the cuomo thing has gone down the the the, ro- the rails so fast remember this when andrew was going down when it was finally they came to the end of the road with andrew and they realized this is not savable One thing they did was to leak to every media source covering this before it happened. So it was in all the initial stories that Chris Cuomo actually was the one who pushed Andrew over the over the edge and said, you you must resign. It's time. Mm -hmm. They tried everything they could to save the secondary layer of Cuomo's from the fall of the first layer of Cuomo's. And they were unsuccessful in doing it. It, it, Chris was so out of control and so, acted so poorly throughout all of this that they couldn't even save him this after, after <clears throat> uh, losing Andrew. I think this is a really good
0: development. Look, they say that, you know, CNN wasn't affected. CNN was greatly affected, greatly affected, not only in their credibility and exposed who they really are, because they still have Don Lemon and they have, uh, what's his name? Jack. uh You know jack uh Jeffrey Tubin yes, Jeffrey Tubin, so uh <laughs> how did I, so how anyway, did I? uh mm-hmm. they still have Tubin and they still have Don Lemon, so they really they are they haven't changed, but the key is Andrew Cuomo or i mean uh, uh Chris Cuomo had lost so many viewers, none of us are counted in that line. I don't know of a soul in this audience was like, you know, but I really liked Andrew Cuomo. I was watching that show no matter what anybody says. Yeah. No, that is hardcore CNN zombies. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, that audience was going away, went away, went away. That's a good thing. It shows that even the hardcore people are like, okay, okay. I mean, I've hit my limits here. <laughs> I've hit, I've hit
1: rock bottom. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stop drinking this Kool Aid. It is. I think. I think it's a positive. I, I, you know, I, I don't think they had any intention of getting rid of them, rid, rid of him, if they could have weathered it. And I think they hit that limit where even they said, "There's just no, there's no argument anymore." It's possible that. The leadership at CNN felt so personally burned by Andrew Cuomo after, embar- you know, it like, it's I like, what, remember Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton when she came out? She's like, it's a vast right wing conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, we've proven obviously to be true. It was so embarrassing to Hillary. Mm-hmm. Right. And everyone said at the time, like, I can't believe she's going to stay with him just because of that. It's mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. She, she made he made her go out in public and and defend him with what he knew was a lie. And I that is, I think, part of the thing. I honestly here.
0: think that they would have fired him if it was that before this. Mm-hmm. This is good. Now this. Right. It's too much. I, yeah. It's just I can't. I, what else is there going to be? If we ignore this one, what else is coming next? I think, and
1: you listen to, to Stelter's commentary on it. He's right, I think. Yeah, this I, is I, the I, first I do, time. I do think he's right yeah, on the analysis time. there. They were so overwhelmed by his terrible behavior over such a long period of time, they eventually hit but, their wall. Any but normal but the- journalistic organization would have hit it on day one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, it took yeah. them a year and a half. No, and- he
0: hit. The, he's like a crash test dummy that just... Put the car back into reverse, backed up and slammed against the wall over and over and over again. The GM's like, "Okay, all right, enough. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is Real Estate Agents I Trust. Have you ever noticed that if you do a job right the first time, you don't have all the irritating hassle of having to do it over and over again because you've done it the wrong way the first time? Oh, when will my teenagers learn this? When it comes to buying and selling homes, especially in the current market, truer words have never been spoken. Just do it right the first time. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That is your key to doing it right the first time. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It exists as a free service to you, and it, it is the way to make sure that you have the right person representing you, whether you're buying or selling or both. And whether you need one real estate agent to handle both the the buying and the selling, because you're moving across the street, or you need two because you're moving across the country, we can help you. We will pair you with the people that we have found to be the best agent in your area, somebody who knows the best practices, somebody who understands the crazy housing market, somebody who's a team leader and a closer and somebody who actually listens to you. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home or both, go to real The name says it all realestateagentsitrust.com. trust.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, have you been uh, uh, have you been to the movie theater lately? Yes, I what'd you see?
1: I saw the French dispatch. The the what? <laughs> the French dispatch. You're not excited about it. You you didn't you didn't haven't seen it yet. Uh, no, I I haven't even heard of it. Really? No. No, that's not. Uh, What, 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 what,
0: what exactly is, I mean, Hmm. don't think I don't watch (laughs) Upstairs,
5: Downstairs with you,
1: Lovey. but what the hell is that? So I'm a fan of Wes Anderson and Wes Anderson movies, and this is his new one that was supposed to come out in April or May of 2020. Um, So I have seen the Wes Anderson and I thought, I want to go see that. And I don't remember what it was about. Yeah. Like, you know, this is like the Royal Tenenbaums is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. Um, you know Moonrise Kingdom and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there's a bunch of really really, really uh, good, good ones, ones. Um, and it's you have to really be in the mood for it and really like this sort of stuff um, but I did see the French Dispatch it's like one, a Wes Anderson movie if you gave him just said hey whatever you do don't do anything that might bring in a large audience just <laughs> do what you want in every single moment that is the it's French like, Dispatch
0: <laughs> Woody Woody Allen, you know what? <laughs> you should also play the clarinet right? in all yes. of your...
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. on the screen. Yes, through all of it. All of it. Play, play the, clarinet. the clarinet. That is sort of yeah. what this is. And I like him, so I liked it. But I don't. I. It's not going to break any box office records. I, I fear. <laughs> I don't what think, is it even about? It's basically um, about a mythical um, uh, newspaper. Uh, or or like publication Um, it's sort of like his love letter to the New Yorker apparently when he was uh, very young that's how he got into storytelling and loves the New Yorker so think about think about a Wes Anderson love letter to the New Yorker you know what I saw (laughs) through a fictional lens (laughs) you know he got this movie nailed
0: that's great so a movie you don't understand (laughs) Um, uh, I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife oh yeah good have you seen it no fantastic really
1: absolutely fantastic Got to see that. Got to see that. More? Would you say more audience-friendly than the French Dispatch? Well, there's a lot of clarinet in this. No, there's no clarinet in this one. Yes!
0: Yes. Back in a minute. When you're a dog owner, you want to do everything to give them a long, happy, and healthy life. My dog, Uno, is 10, and he's part of the family and 10 years is old for a German shepherd, but he acts like a puppy. Now rough greens has given him back. The vitality he had as a puppy. He used to be the pickiest eater. Now he scarfs his food down. He has so much energy. He is habit. and I, honestly, this Saturday we're talking about, him, we were watching him. He is wagging his tail all the time. He is so happy. Now it's great to see a big part of that is rough greens ruff com slash back. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. Get a free bag just for your dog to try out. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement you put on your dog's food, and it changes them. It is full of everything that they need. 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. com slash back. All right. Jason Buttrell is coming in. With all oh, some more bad news about war someplace, I'm sure. America, you know, I know it's Monday, but let's just get this out of the way on Monday and then we can enjoy the rest of the week. Uh, There is potential trouble in Iran. Uh, They are not going to agree to any deal that that doesn't improve the Obama era pact. So they're looking at Joe Biden going, no, we're not going to just take that back. We want something better than that. Then you have China flying uh, mis- or flying uh, planes into Taiwan's airspace <clears throat> and they're saying now that we're thinking we just might reclaim that land any day now. plus they're also uh, jamming our satellites and attacking our satellites. Russia's also attacking our satellites and they've also decided I think it's a good time of year to take Ukraine. A big battle in Ukraine with Russia is coming. What are we going to do about it? Because I can't believe that the dictators aren't thinking what all of us are thinking. This president's not going to do anything about it. He's weak and the country is weak. This is the time where I said the whole world will look at The United States of America at a weak point ago. Now, go, 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 go. That's what's coming. Our expert in foreign affairs and head writer, Jason Buttrill is coming up in 60 seconds. The Grand Bank Program. If you're among the majority of people who use the same password on multiple accounts, okay, all right yes that's what i do but i can't remember all of those i mean it's just so frustrating you can't remember any of them anyway don't tell anybody mine is abc123 exclamation point <laughs>
1: that's tricky it's the exclamation <laughs> yeah. point that gets me to time. get that.
0: yeah sometimes i put two of them uh cyber criminal finds your username and password that you're so fine uh fond of if they find it Everything is theirs. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft is affecting our lives every day. We put information at risk on the Internet. And in an instant, a cybercriminal can steal what's yours, sometimes harm your finances, your credit, and most importantly, your reputation. That's why LifeLock exists. exists. They detect a wide range of identity threats. Nobody can stop everything, but they're looking for your social security number for sale on the dark web. They're looking for all kinds of things that pieces will go up for sale on the dark web. And once somebody buys all of those pieces, you're toast. And if you have been compromised, they will send you an alert and they have a team to work with you to fix it. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with a promo code back call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or Lifelock.com. Use the promo code BACK 25% off now. Lifelock.com or 1 800 Lifelock. Promo code BACK. Jason Buttrill is uh, with us now. Hello, Jason. Hello. How are you, sir?
6: Uh, well, you know, I was fine until uh, you kind of read off that little list of everything going on in the world. <laughs> oh, is that what... you... Yeah, I mean, I was good until then, but aren't you glad that the grown-ups are now at the table? <laughs> oh, I, I am. great. I am. It's really good. Awesome. Boy, we're being taken seriously around the world now. <laughs> yes, and you know, every time I think that I'm done looking at Ukraine, they just pull me right back in. <laughs> I just get pulled right back in. <laughs> in. It's like Godfather 3. <laughs> oh, I was just about
0: out, and they pulled me back in.
6: This is interesting. So this came out i think it was the new york times uh that u.s intelligence has now said that one hundred and seventy thousand russian troops yes they'll be involved in an invasion they're saying as early as 2022 that's in a few months anytime in a few months so like basically tomorrow yeah they're saying this could happen and it's a big deal and normally i would think eh, you know i I don't think putin would pull that trigger oh yeah he is i i think he's definitely at that point of course he will and you, you 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 can't blame him you look at the things that i mean I never would have thought Afghanistan would happen. It did happen. And normally I would give our leaders the benefit of the doubt on, well, something must have happened. No, no, no. I I think that they're just actually incompetent. And I also think that they don't care because I think they want America to return to that mediocre, less than mediocre status. I I think that's what they are. By
0: the way, by the way, this portion of the program brought to you by the Let's Go Brandon sweatshirt. (laughs) (laughs) Let's Go Brandon. Available now at
1: shop.theblaze.com. Or... The actual address, shop.blazemedia.com, where or, you can use the code Glen 20 for 20%. Off. Or, or walmart.com. No. I'm sure they've got something, too. I don't I, think so.
0: No? No, no uh-uh. I don't think so. All right. Shop, what is it? Shop.theblaze? No. 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 Shop. Shop. Dot. Dot. Blazemedia. Blazemedia. Dot com. And that's spelled D-O-T-C-O-M anyway jason go ahead
6: <laughs> i need a promo code that's <laughs> yeah, a, i yeah. need a personal code. um <laughs> glenn 20 glenn 20. yeah um you look at some of the things that they've done that have completely undermined our ability to just even keep stability without having to send armed forces things that we would not do if you were being serious things were done on the trump administration but he never got credit for like green lighting the pipeline that would completely circumvent ukraine yep. Nord Stream 2. yep we were like, why is he doing this? Like, what is, is, is he working on some other kind of backroom deal? Like, like if Trump would have done this, they said, Oh, you know, he's, he's in working with, with the Russians, working with the Russians. Putin's mm-hmm. bought him, you know, yeah. but Biden did that. And it completely kind of gave up the Trump card that Ukraine had in some kind of stability, mm-hmm. because the only thing stopping Putin from just rolling straight through, if he wanted to, was he would be just as decimated as Ukraine would be, you know, economically. But now that's that's gone away. And all
0: of these Eastern Bloc countries that were on the edge, uh, Poland, Transylvania and others are they're all they're begging us. They're all saying this is trouble. This is trouble. You can't let him take uh, the
6: Ukraine, please, because he's threatening all of them. Yeah. Um, the uh, Ukrainian defense minister, this is how dire they see their situation right now, just said, uh, I think yesterday that he wants U.S., Canadian, and British troops... Not a chance. ...an actual physical presence on the front line to deter what's about to happen. So they, 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 see this, they see the writing of the wall. They see this is coming. Um, it this is, is coming, but we won't, we're we not coming. So there's 70,000 troops on the border right now. That's, that's, a, that's a conservative estimate. There could be as much as 90,000. That 170,000 troops, and just put these numbers into context, that's more than the entire... United Kingdom military, not just military, our army, Marines, whatever, the entire military. Wow. That's the type of numbers we're looking That's at That's how weak
0: england is and we haven't taken them yet right we need to correct that <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> ridiculous
6: <laughs> you could have that right whole, for the taking the queen would be ours <laughs> <laughs> um yes i i see this as similar to if you want to look at this in context uh, like a 2008 georgia situation now i think yep. that i think that putin did that specifically because of ukraine what was going on in ukraine mm-hmm. that's when you started seeing those color revolutions mm-hmm. popping up they Which, wanted to, George Soros and our State Department was part of. Right, exactly. And Mm -hmm. yeah, and was a part of through 2014. Yep. Um, But it was a direct message for him to say, look, if you think that you're going to take a country that we believe is ours, if you think NATO and the United States can protect you, they can't. What are they going to do? They're trying to get in bed with Georgia. We'll just invade Georgia. They did it. We couldn't do a thing about it. It's exactly the same thing that's going to happen to Ukraine. Now is the time for him to deliver that message. If so, you believe anywhere in the world that a U.S. guarantee of security means anything at all. No. And think of that. Taiwan. Taiwan. Japan. hmm. Uh, any of these Eastern Bloc countries that we say, don't worry, we got you, bro. Let's see what they're going to do. Australia. If Australia. things
0: if things if they take Taiwan, everything is on the table. Everything is on the table, and I don't. I. I mean, Mister Neocon, Jason. I'm <laughs> sure you want war all the time, but uh, I don't want to go into Ukraine. Uh, but I'm telling you, the result is going to be they're going to take Ukraine. They'll end up. They'll just start moving forward because once you let Ukraine go, once you let Ukraine go, China will take Taiwan mm. because. We're sending the signal the United States is done. And,
6: and now you see one of the other tragedies of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. We told them we'd be there for them. We'd protect the people that we said that we were going to protect, and said they go, "No, not, I mean, I'm not saying, and no, I don't want war. I don't want U.S. troops to no, go into Ukraine.
0: We've, but, gone, we've gone over and over on this. I want to stop being everywhere all the yeah, time. Absolutely. I want to be where we should be strategically with a very big stick. And we're sitting back going, no, don't do that.
6: Right, but there's, that. there's things diplomatically that we can do to ensure that these things don't come to a head. That the administration is just bungling, like Nord Stream 2. Why would you do that? Those are the things that ensure that our men and women don't have to go fight. Correct Those types of things, but they're not doing them. They're going in the opposite direction. So it makes you wonder, I mean, are they that stupid? Probably yes, mm, yes, 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 yes. But they also are that anti-American. Yeah, and that is the global agenda right now: mm-hmm. is to mediocre the entire world. We are too powerful. Our own countrymen don't like that. They want us to sk- They want us to take a few shots. They want us to step back more and more and more. Not in the way that like we want to step back, and yeah. you never know, see. But in- I want to step back
0: without making the world more dangerous. Yeah, you know, and you can do that. You just have to realize it's been a hundred years in the making. It's going to take a few years and really good strategic planning to be able to back out. Yeah. And we need
6: to be backing out, but not giving the world over to Russia and China. Right. Um. I'd love to put these things in the context of the adversary and to see, because like, I think a lot of people and a lot of people are asking me on Twitter, "What? what is the goal here? What, why is Russia doing this? And you, I mean, I've done a lot of research on Ukraine through the years for you. We did this, I think, in 2014-ish or something like that, talking about when Crimea was invaded. Right. And this is the national, this is the soul. This is the spiritual soul of Russia. There would probably be no Russian nation without Ukraine. Yeah. That's how serious it is for them. And I think most Russians don't want a prolonged fight. But there is a very large nationalist you know, nationalized, you know, population in Russia Mm -hmm. that they see that's how they feel. And Putin knows this. And they always do this throughout the centuries. They, you know, every leader knows how to turn up the dial on nationalism, whether it's the Orthodox Church, whether it's like Ukraine, Belarus, they know what to do. The thing that's scary now is Putin's hitting up all of them right now. Is he hitting up the Orthodox Church? Hitting up the Orthodox Church—that's really dangerous. Um, Belarus, which they believe is Russia, and Ukraine, which they believe is Russia. So they're turning those dials. Look. So what's going to happen? I think that's the big question right now. What happens if they invade? I see a couple of different outcomes. Now we could see exactly the same thing as we saw in, in Crimea. Basically, Ukraine, Russia was already there, so all they did was send in their little, you know, little green men. Yep. There was not much, not not much shots fired, mm-hmm. and they just took it. Right now, Russia already is involved in a hot war in eastern Ukraine. It's not reported anywhere, which is a tragedy. Ukrainians are dying probably daily. Nobody reports on it. And it's been going on since 2014. Mm -hmm. It's one of the sadder things in the world right now. It's one of the reasons
0: why the guy from Gazprom was, I mean, when we when we looked at, you know, where not Gazprom, um, the one that Hunter Biden was with. Oh, Burisma. uh, Yeah, Burisma. One of the things that guy was doing was building an army for on the Russian front, if you will, in Ukraine. He was using some of that money that that we gave to Burisma. Uh, It just suddenly disappeared. And we had evidence that some of that money was going to fight that war. It's been going on and on and on and on. And we just can't I guess we just can't decide which side we're
6: on. Yeah. A, a billionaire governor. That that, that was absolutely yeah. insane. And, yeah. you know, I mean, we were working with them. The people that are in the administration right now, Biden, the point man for Ukraine, they know I mean, Russia. I mean, Putin is a very vindictive guy. Right. Mm-hmm. He wants revenge. He knows that those people in power were the ones that facilitated the taking of Ukraine from him. Yeah. So now is the time if you want to do something. So what do you think that Biden is going to do? He's kind of backed himself into a corner on this. I mean, it really was. He had some leeway with the pipeline; doesn't have that anymore. I, I, so he has a call with Putin tomorrow. Um, they're supposed to call and oh, discuss gosh. Ukraine. This is tomorrow. This is Tuesday, so Can everyone you needs to watch what this. that's
0: going to be like.
6: I don't know. So embarrassing. It's I mean, so, it's so embarrassing. embarrassing. Talk
1: about any of this stuff, you just feel like, as much as we don't like him and his, for his policies, it's terrifying as a nation to have a guy at the wheel who's literally asleep. I mean, he's falling asleep in yeah. these meetings. At least, you and know, there's some and, reporting on and that. And to be on the phone with
0: with with Putin, Putin is. I mean, he was playing three dimensional chess. He plays that kind of chess, yeah, he, you know, in his sleep against someone who's sharp. He's yeah, difficult he's to difficult.
6: defeat.
1: Here's a situation where you have someone who is as dull
0: as dullards can be. But you know what? I would rather have Biden dealing with him than Kamala. Can you imagine? Yeah. Kamala Harris
1: on the phone with oh Putin. This is just Oh my god. This is terrible option versus terrible option. Would she just cackle and dance or something <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. when she got when she was like, I
6: don't know how to kill <laughs> 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 um, but to answer your question, I think that uh I think that he's going to be forced and do big concessions on that call tomorrow. Mm. Um that's and what, what
0: are the concessions?
6: I know that they don't want any kind of NATO involvement in Ukraine whatsoever. That's a big red line for him. He's going to have to back down, or hopefully he can convince the rest of NATO to back down. Well, if he
0: backs down, if NATO decides to back down, does he still
6: go in and take Ukraine? Yes, I believe he will. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they basically already control it. But the, 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 the final step will just be, and this, I think the best case scenario is he just moves his troops into eastern Ukraine, formally annexes, and waits for his next, you know move further into ukraine
0: yeah all he has to do is really go and sow the seeds of chaos in ukraine i mean that's that is the playbook of the former soviet union and then he can just go in with his tanks and saying i'm just repatriating and i'm just trying to keep the peace in ukraine because it's so out of control
6: right yeah and and i say best case scenario that that's only best case not for ukraine but best case for the immediate you know no bloodshed scenario um, that that happens. And it's, it's like it's a it's a Crimea part two. So then let me take
0: let me take you to the next uh, phase that happens first. Now let's go to China and Iran. And we'll do that in 60 seconds. This is this is the gift I recommend 100 percent. This is so far beyond a paid commercial. This is the one I want you to have under your tree if you have kids of any age or grandkids. It's the Tuttle Twins book. It will help mold them into responsible adults who understand our country, its history, the value of freedom, what freedom really means, and why the capitalist free market is the solution. They're never going to get any teaching like this again. Unless it's at Hillsdale or at your home. It is the library of resources you can find at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. If you need a Christmas gift for kids or grandkids, this is a must under your tree. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. Get 40% off for the holiday discount. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So let's say he goes in and uh, he just annexes Ukraine and we do nothing and NATO does nothing. What does that tell
6: China? It tells them exactly what they learned from Afghanistan. That a U.S. guarantee in them certain means nothing. Threats mean nothing. Um, And the Taiwan thing is a whole lot larger, I think, for the
0: Taiwan is a knockout punch for the Western world Mm. because they are the number one maker of chips. China is number two. If China takes Taiwan, they dwarf everybody and you don't have chips for, you know, 80 percent of what we need chips for.
6: The Ch- Taiwan and, and Ukraine are very interesting because they're kind of similar in the fact that those are American interests that will draw the United States into a larger war. I'll explain as quickly as I can. But the last time someone went after the middle part of Central Europe, uh, Ukraine, those other countries, the United States have, has gone to war to fight to make sure they don't control that area. Um, it's one of the largest resource areas in the world that can challenge the United States. If one that, that's what brought us into World War One, World mm-hmm. War Two. And mm-hmm. the Cold War because of that. Mm-hmm. So that's a prelude to something larger. And Taiwan is the same thing. Whoever can, if China controls Taiwan, they're going to move on and, conti- and try to take over the Pacific. You and I that have, is U.S. interest. You
0: and I have talked about this for years, mm. that the ground is being laid for World War III, the next global conflict. And we're seeing it right now. It is Ukraine and Taiwan. It's those two that are going to play, or I should say, Russia and China. That is the axis power. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I think they think the time to do it is right now. And I, I, quite honestly, I think they're right. I have no. Do you have faith in the leadership at the uh, of the Pentagon? No, no. <laughs> I mean, not I not. would not put my son in the military now. No way. No way do I want my son in the military. If that's the leadership, we will get them killed, Mm -hmm. get them killed. So I have no faith in the administration. I have no faith in the Pentagon. And I think Russia and China know that because they it's we are absolutely a paper tiger right now. Yeah. So Iran, one last thing, they're now saying they want a better deal than what Obama gave them. And remember, Obama just flew a whole bunch of money and landed it and,
6: and put it on a pallet there at the airport for him and gave them a deal that was time gated so they can still pursue a bomb if they wanted to, while at the same time do whatever they want with rocket technology, do whatever they want with funding all these different militias to overthrow countries like Hezbollah. Um, yeah, they want a better deal than that? That's insane. I, I, if I was the president, I would just step away from the negotiating table and then reinsert... But what
0: is he going to do?
6: Oh, he's... You know that's what they want. Uh, right after he became... Uh, right after the election, he reassigned a, a large Iran you know, table of diplomats to, to start pursuing the, the deal again. It is like with
0: friends with friends and presidents like this, who needs enemies (laughs) back in just a second? Thanks, Jason. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, I love it when they put these billboard commercials near the end of the program because it reminds me what is waiting in my dressing room uh, that I'm going to address immediately after the program. Uh, sure. I could go to the gym and work out. Sure. Any health nut would agree. That would be a good use of my time, Uh, but there's a reason they're called health nuts, right? Instead of going uh, to the gym, I'm going to go eat a built bar, maybe two because they taste like a candy bar. Uh, I'm told they're actually healthy for me. Maybe not in the volume that I eat them in. Uh, But they are made with 100% real chocolate. They taste like a candy bar. They really do. They're high in protein and fiber, low in fat and carbs. I've tasted other protein bars and other health bars. They're awful. They taste like Dow Chemical with a bunch of sand with it. This is a Built Bar. Built Bar is a candy bar that's good for you. Use the promo code BEC15, get 15% off your order. Use the promo code BEC15, 15% off at built.com That's built.com
1: Head over to the web address shop.blazemedia.com where huh. you can find the Let's Tom Go Brandon t-shirt. Save 20% with the code GLEN20. Welcome to the... Lenbeck program
0: you know we we uh premiered the song sad little man on this program by five times august a listener of ours it's really good if you haven't heard it yet uh you can find it on uh you can find it on youtube or you know apple music sad little man by five times august uh fauci didn't like it and uh now youtube has hidden it you have to actually know exactly where to find it uh, And they've hidden it. And uh, five times August just tweeted, if Fauci was ever to hear my song, Sad Little Man, and criticize it, I would just respond back with, you're not really criticizing the song. You're criticizing all music because I represent all music. <laughs> That's a good point.
1: It is. It is. That's a good point. It is. It's good. L- so let me ask you this. Yeah. You said earlier on the show mm-hmm. that you have not been don't hold me
0: responsible for what i said maybe 20 minutes ago
1: well i mean you said all sorts of things on the <laughs> yeah. show like the wrong address to sell your own merch is <clears> dot <throat> uh, i think that's right now yes it, see, it is right. set up yeah. com. the code is a uh, glenn 20 that makes, makes sense 20%. that's much better but beyond that yes. more important i mm. here mm-hmm. you said you were more optimistic than you've been in the last 15 years yes now there's a couple of things associated with that I want to ask you about. <laughs> I think I know what the first one is, is, oh, no. Yeah. Because whenever you have optimism, it means we're in for the darkest days of the Republic. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. we know something terrible is about to happen whenever you're optimistic. So that's
0: one. It's, that hasn't happened, though, since 2008. And before that, it was 2001.
1: So... Yeah, you, yeah, it's true. Just yeah. all the major events of the past right. 20 years okay. or so. All right. But you said you were more optimistic. Is it because of things like this where people are stepping up and saying, yeah, no? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So here's so here's what I've been thinking. Um, and I started feeling this way last week. And I, I want to share it with you because I think it's a good thing. Um, uh, for the last 20 years, I've done this job. And then with an exception of the tea party nothing really happened and then the tea party kind of fizzled out mm-hmm. you know what i mean i didn't see action and and i've and i didn't know what to expect or what kind of action would work at this point i you know i i kind of came to the conclusion my job isn't to lead you to happy places my job is just to be a warning i'm like a claxton you know "Ah, ah, ah," (laughs) that everyone's like oh god turn him (laughs) off man um so my job is to warn and it has really been difficult to warn and then see so few people actually take action or look at it and go yep that sounds like it's gonna happen and then it happens and they're like see you were right yeah yeah and i didn't know what to do um except warn. i will tell you i am seeing real movement in people and not just our audience evil has exposed itself so clearly and uh the democrats have exposed themselves on what their real agenda is so clearly that a lot of people and it's coupled with you know, like in 2008, I was talking about things that were coming and then it would take a few years before it came. Now it's kind of like, hey, this great reset thing. It looks bad next day. Great reset. Here you know, it is. Yeah. You know, it's all stacking on top. It's of each all other. stacking on top of each other and it's happening faster and faster. And so people are seeing it right away and they're standing up and you're seeing them standing up in the arts you're seeing them standing up. Parents are standing up in very uncomfortable ways. People at work are actually saying, go ahead, fire me, or I'm going to go take another job. They're not folding. They're not folding. And that's really a good sign because it's not going to get easier from here. You know, I've been saying for a while, you've got to stand up now because it's, it's going to get harder and harder to stand up, they're going to make it more difficult and more painful for you to stand up. So you got to stand up now. Uh, and you know that's uh, the, the next thing that I'm really looking for is will people take their money out of these big banks? Because just this audience would send a massive message. If just this audience said, I'm no longer doing business with you, Citibank, or J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, or Wells Fargo, and I'm pulling my deposits out, and I'm canceling my credit cards, and I'm moving it over to this local bank, and the reason why I'm leaving you is because you're part of this ESG nonsense. Mm. I-, I also think that BlackRock, which seemed invincible to me, Just a few months ago. I think they're going to be exposed at such a level that I think they're going to collapse. I think they're going to be. I think there's trouble, real trouble with this great reset, build back better. I think it's. It's going to be exposed in the next year in such a way that people will stand up. I'm hoping
1: as often as the case, your optimism is collapse. Which is <laughs> always something. <laughs> no, no, they're collapsing. Yes, yes they're collapsing course. on their own arrogance. Right. I mean, obviously, I, I, there are so many policies and bad outcomes associated with these places that it's it's great to find another alternative. And you've pointed out a lot of times that it's, you know, maybe in your local bank, right? Something that's just some, some sane. Some it's, just, it's easy to find a local bank. That is sane. Yeah, that is sane. That is
0: that they are, they do not want ESG to go through because they know that they will not have the money to comply to the new regulations and all of the Mm -hmm. reporting. So ESG, part of that is the central banks and the big banks trying to collapse the small
1: banks. So all of the money has to go through them. The the other part of this I think is interesting is how the administration currently is going after some, someone like Coinbase, which is, you know, a, a cryptocurrency exchange. And that Coinbase wants to basically say, hey, you can go into these stable coins, which are just like a, a cryptocurrency version uh, that's e- that is equal to a dollar, and it always remains mm-hmm. equal to a dollar. So there's not like the typical re- Bitcoin is way down over mm-hmm. the past couple of days. You don't have to deal with that, right? It's just, it's just y- using cryptocurrency in that way. The rates, uh, the interest rates, on these accounts, and this is all over the place already, you know eight and ten percent, six, seven, eight, ten percent on your money without risk, right? I mean of course, there's always risk in anything, but without any large risk from a major institution that has all sorts of capital behind it, and they want to give people the opportunity to clearly outcompete what banks are offering, correct and the the administration is stopping them. And they're saying, no, we're going to sue you if you go through with just offering your own customers interest on the money that they invest with you. We're stopping you from doing that. And so now the only place you can get that stuff is from uh, there's other companies that are just going for it and risking the uh, situation, which is always a little bit more. You you want someone who's going to be able to disrupt without breaking any rules and getting in trouble. Correct. So. Uh, you want that, and Coinbase is trying to do it, and they've been honest with the government yep. in every dealing, yep. and they still are trying to screw them because I think they're they're onto what you're onto, which is people are going to pull their money out. If they, they can-
0: already are. Look, here's what happened to Bitcoin this weekend: they're pulling their money out of Bitcoin this weekend because the market took such a nosedive last week. Yeah, there are people that are buying things on the mark in the market on margin, and they're putting all their money in Bitcoin. So when their margin calls come, they've got to take their money out of Bitcoin and put it into the market for their losses. Right. Uh, And that's what happened. And you buy in the dip on that. Um, uh, But there is something else going on with Bitcoin, both good and bad on cryptocurrency. And next year, one of the topics that you're going to learn about, as we learn with you, is the metaverse. Um, The metaverse is real. It is it is the matrix without the pod. It's the matrix with you just putting yourself in the pod, if you will. Um, But make no mistake, it is the matrix and they want everybody to live in the matrix because why go to work? Why go someplace when you can do it virtually and you don't have to worry about. You know, building things on new land. You don't have to cut down a tree. You don't have to have any carbon emissions getting there. I mean, it's crazy stuff. Um, But uh, that is coming. And because of that, a Bitcoin kind of thing has got to be part of it. This is on the bad side. This is why you are seeing the vaccine passports. The vaccine passports are not about the vaccine. It is about getting you used to having a digital ID because you need a digital ID for the metaverse. So it's going to just seamlessly uh, go in. The other thing that concerns me about Bitcoin is Jack left from uh, Twitter and he left with, you know, he's like, hey, have fun. Here's Stalin. Uh, (laughs)
1: that that was his official statement That was a little odd yeah 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 yeah. i have I was stalin and tweet stalin
0: Mm -hmm. enjoy uh so uh so he left but he left because he wanted to get into cryptocurrency and he's been a big crypto guy for a long time to be fair he's been been there no no no. i know that i know that but he's been an investor and he's been talking about crypto and a believer in cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. But now he wants to do something with cryptocurrency, which makes me very nervous mm-hmm. when you get when there is something that is good. For instance, we were all told, get out of media, go online. You belong online when when it was a joke to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Nobody did a podcast. Uh, And they kicked us out of mainstream media, so we developed our own empire. Then, when we became effective, and they realized, oh, crap, they're now way ahead of us in programming on the Internet. Uh, Gee, what are they trying to do? They're trying to hobble us, and they're in charge of all of it. So I warn, or I'm, I'm worried about people like Jack coming in, And getting involved now deeply with the metaverse and Bitcoin and things like that, are they going to come in and entangle that with a bunch of government stuff knowingly to be able to control things like Bitcoin? I don't think you can control Bitcoin, but things like Bitcoin. So it's under their control as well, because you have to control the money. If you, can get, if you have people that can spend their money how they want, when they want, where they want, you don't have, you don't have control over people. You've got to control that.
1: It's true. It's why crypto is such a threat and yes. why they're trying to do so much yes. to hurt it. But yeah, you know, there's two ways to fight something, right? You could fight it by trying to shut it down. You could fight it by getting involved and, mm-hmm. and changing the way it develops. Mm-hmm. And certainly he'd be, at, you know, he'd be one of the head seats uh-huh. Uh-huh. for something like
0: that. Um, All right. Back in just a minute. Let me tell you about gold line gold. There is something going on with gold and that you I'll probably talk about a little bit tomorrow. Um, But there is something going on with gold. I think. uh, More countries are I think the price of gold is going to go through the roof at some point. I think what's happening right now, uh, Ireland, I think, over the summer started buying gold, but they didn't say anything about it. I think it's Singapore started buying lots of gold, and they didn't announce it. They didn't want anybody to know about it. What people are doing is they're selling their dollars, and they're starting to put it into gold outside of the China-Russia connection. Now it's starting to happen in Asia and in the West. Um, That's a bad sign for the dollar. But something has to rebalance things, Uh, and I'll go into it uh, probably on tomorrow's program. But uh, do not be fooled by the lack of movement with gold or the gold price going down. Big moves are being made by sovereign funds. Something's up anyway. Gold or silver. Excellent hedge against inflation. Uh, or worse, hyperinflation, and I want you to call Goldline to find out how you can protect your portfolio. If you have a 401k uh, or an IRA, you can actually put 10% into gold, and you should protect it in as many ways as you possibly can. Goldline is now offering a free 2-ounce silver maple flex bar with qualifying purchases of $5 gold Indians. These are the coins I own for many reasons. Ask them at Goldline why I own gold coins and silver coins. Call 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: All righty. Hey, did you hear that Bob Dole died this weekend? I did. Oh, sad. I mean, you forget. He became such a political figure, and most people oh, remember Oh, the guy him was from, a massive hero. Yeah. People remember him running for president and losing. Uh, yeah. But he really was an, an incredible uh, hero in the war.
0: I mean, I don't mean any disrespect, but my first, when I saw that, I was like, he was still alive? Yeah. I mean, I mean he was 98. Yeah, 98. 98. But you know he would go and he would sit at the World War II Memorial, which probably wouldn't happen if he wasn't, if he didn't push it through. Um, uh, he used to sit at the World War II Memorial and just welcome vets.
1: I didn't know that. <laughs> I just think that's so great. That's fantastic. Yeah, just fantastic. What a guy. Um, do, the other uh, related to this as well, uh, the uh, yeah. Edward Sheamus uh passing away he was the, the band of brothers the last band of brothers officer died at 99 years old but the greatest anecdote of all time is stuck in his obituary he was the first member of the 101st to enter dachau um just a few days after its liberation when germany this is a quote from his op, uh, from his uh from his uh obituary when germany surrendered ed and his men of easy company entered hitler's eagle's nest mm. first just that is cool. incredible where ed managed to acquire a few bottles of cognac a label indicating they were for quote the fuhrer's use only later he would use the cognac to toast his oldest son's bar mitzvah i love that
0: (laughs) i love that that is fantastic hey another great one navy vet irish schwab he's 101 go fund me people got together and they gave him a trip to pearl harbor for the anniversary this awesome this is the glenn Beck program